Did you hear something? No. Hmm. Did I? I don't know. It's Simpsons time. I want to talk about season two more often. I want to talk about season one more often. So sue me. Today, I will talk about season two. Uh, the episode I'm going to talk about is Brush With Greatness. Which, coincidentally with all of the chat on the playlist about um, Ringo. Features Ringo, which is crazy. Um, hang on just a second. I'm having some problems updating my playlist because there's something wrong. Sorry, just give me a second, because... Oh, good. Everything's back to normal now. Sorry, that was awkward. Um, <laughs> Ringo is in this episode, and people remember it for that as well they should because his role is amazing um, and you know as he has proven before or as he had before that moment in the early 90s uh, he's a pretty good actor funny even good at reading lines This is written by Brian K. Roberts, uh, who is an editor on the show, but for this one episode. And I feel like the best way for me to recap the plot of it is just to work backwards. Because everyone remembers the portrait of Burns and the whole Ringo stuff. Um, but it's harder to remember how they arrived at that. So, Marge paints an somewhat unflattering portrait of a naked Monty Burns um, and is commissioned to do so and does it, triumphs, you know, despite the fact that it is a controversial naked photo because she finally gets a response to her fan letter from the 60s that she wrote to Ringo Starr. And she had also sent him a portrait of him that she painted. 
So she believes in herself and is able to complete this portrait of Burns, even though she can't stand Burns. She got to get the commission to paint Burns's portrait because she won an amateur art contest, beating out what in my mind was the superior painting of a pink unicorn uh, sad about pollution. But I guess that's neither here nor there. And she was entered into that competition because she took an adult education course at uh, the Springfield Community College taught by Professor Lombardo, played by John Lovitz, who is so great in every Simpsons role that he takes on um, and who I really love in this, even though the character is somewhat one-dimensional. I think, you know, there wasn't room for the character to be much more fleshed out than it was and it was great and he did a great job um it was basically an flamboyant artiste type of art teacher with a beret and sunglasses and an ascot who thinks everybody's talent is amazing and uh should be fostered and lavishly praised. I think it's funny. It's a funny type. The reason that Marge is enrolled in the class in the first place is because Lisa encourages her to after seeing all of her portraits of Ringo Starr. And the reason why the family finds out that Marge used to paint Ringo Starr is because Homer and Bart stumble upon those paintings in the attic when they're up there looking for Homer's exercise equipment because Homer has become humiliated uh, and thinks he's too fat and needs to lose weight. The reason why Homer is humiliated and thinks he needs to lose weight is because he got stuck inside a water slide at Mount Splashmore when the family went there. In um, what is this, like one of the funniest moments in all of season two, which I guess I'll talk about <laughs> soon enough. And the reason why they went to Mount Splashmore in the first place is because Krusty told them to on TV because he owed the people at Mount Splashmore a favor for letting him film there and, and all that. So having gone all the way backwards, I'm going to go all the way forwards again. The Mount Splashmore stuff is great. I mean, the whole thing of uh, Homer having to lose weight is not 
the most inspired or interesting plot line. You know, sitcom dad has to lose weight and does exercise and has to eat rice cakes. And, um, and surprise, he doesn't like it and he's not good at it. That's something that has been seen many, many times before. But all of this stuff taking place at a water park, which would be extremely hard, you know, for a normal sitcom to film at, uh, is very much taken advantage of. You know, they exploit the fact that it's animated and so they can do plenty of things that a real sitcom could never have done. Um, and it is just really, really great. From the beginning of Bart and Lisa pleading with Homer over and over again, will you take us to Mount Splashmore? Um, all the way <laughs> to the end where Homer is being where the slide, the tube of the slide is being disassembled and Homer is like being taken away inside the one section in like a crane. Um, it's really great. The repetition of Bart and Lisa asking for something um, was first seen in Are We There Yet? Are We There Yet? And then the only other time they do it is much later in season six, Bart of Darkness, when they go, can we have a pool dad? Can we have a pool dad? Uh, but I think this is the funniest time that they do that. Just <laughs> It's done again in The Simpsons with other things where it's like a montage meant to show, you know, for how long this annoying thing is going on but little vignettes of him doing various things, including watching TV and taking a shower with the kids uh, chanting that nonstop. It's great. And I just, I will say again, when Homer gets stuck in the slide and the kids go down after him, I laugh so hard every time, and I'm laughing right now thinking about that, when they're like... Uh, coming around the corner and they see him like yelling and so it becomes like something horrifying uh it's very good. very very good um and there's the little mc escher drawing before that too when they're all standing in line um anyway crusty gets in trouble um the whole mo the moment of homer's being stuck appears on the news and that's what humiliates him into doing this and up until that time the whole notion of Marge being a painter is not even referred to at all although uh, the A and B story come together very elegantly later on uh, when Burns is in the house posing and uh, earns more of Marge's hatred and disrespect because he makes fun of Homer uh when Marge is, at a moment when Marge is proud of him for losing some weight, he makes fun of him. And this contributes to Marge wanting to paint the vulnerable, naked Burns and not the um, powerful, likable, clothed Burns that she was commissioned to paint.
when we see the community college, I realize that um, that's the first time we see those hallways that are seen again in um, the great Greg Daniels written episode, uh, Secrets to a Successful Marriage. You know, with Cletus in it and the spitting tobacco and all that. And I have treated that one on Simpsons time before, but I think I said that in it, that was the first appearance of the community college. So I was wrong if I did, in fact, say that. And, you know, we not only learn that Marge has some talent, we learn that her hopes were crushed by one mean art teacher when she was in high school, Mr. Schindler, who praised her classmates clown painting and not her adoring portrait of Ringo. There's really good Burns stuff in here. Uh, when he says that his luck has turned and Dame Fortune has once again cl clutched him to her perfumed bosom. <laughs> I, I really like that, that sort of early uh, evil, triumphant Burns type monologue. I guess all through the series there's stuff like that, but they were really having fun with that towards the beginning. Because he really wasn't down for very long at all <laughs> before he turns around and he's like, Yeah, fortune is smiling upon me now, Smithers. Um, and the only way in which he was down is that he kept firing all the artists who came to paint his picture because he didn't like the picture each time. Um, I sort of take exception to, I mean, whenever I say I disagree with something or I don't like something in these great early Simpsons, like, please take my disagreement with a grain of salt. Um, because I realize that, you know, with such a big staff and you know such a big sprawling catalog of episodes it's very hard to be consistent um but i think that burns saying uh that he recalls ringo from or he recalls the beatles from the from ed sullivan i feel like that reference is too young for burns <laughs> like he barely knows what television is in most other episodes so i don't think that he would like be sitting down to see these caterwauling Liverpudlians on the old Sullivan show. Like, I just, I, I doubt that that would happen. Um, still, you know, they were working out the kinks. Do better next time, wonderful Simpsons writer. Yeah, that was like one little thing that rubbed me the wrong way, slightly. Um, but, you know, since she has painted a beetle that looks good on her uh, 
resume, as it were, and that allows Burns to say, you may paint me, you know. So Burns hangs out in the house and poses for Marge over several days, and she grows to be really, really pissed off with him for various offenses. You know, he's really mean to Smithers in her presence, throwing coffee on him, etc. Um, he's disgusted when Maggie climbs up on his leg. And the last straw is when, uh, as I said, he mocks Homer for losing weight. Uh, and somewhere in here, we do finally see Ringo receiving Marge's letter. For all of these years, he hasn't received it yet. And that's the only reason why she didn't get a reply. Um, when I first saw this, and I was just a kid, I did love the Beatles, but I didn't yet appreciate just the care that they took to make Ringo still a Beatle from the 60s, but draw him, you know, the way he looked in the 90s. And that that tongue-in-cheek idea that he would still be exactly as he is in the 60s, answering the same fan mail, is very smart, you know, because it is kind to the celebrity. It does not um, really take him down a peg at all. I mean, maybe it does a tiny bit, but in such a friendly way, and in such a way that... Um, is really an homage to him more than anything else. Uh, that in the end, it's just heartwarming. You know, it's very uh, sweet and betrays the writer, the writer's love of the Beatles. And it never loses the thrill of it really being Ringo. Dear Sally, in response to your letter of, you know, April the 12th, 1966, my favorite color is blue. <laughs> it's, and it's just so lovely. Um, I like the letter that Marge gets back, claiming that he did really like her portrait so much that he popped it on his wall. I mean, that would, that would make anyone... Uh, have renewed faith in their abilities as an artist. For your girlhood crush to finally write back to you saying that he liked the portrait that you did of him. Can you imagine? And, uh, they were also very nice to include It Don't Come Easy under the montage of, uh, of Marge painting. I thought that gave it an added little oomph of uh, legitimacy that, yes, Ringo really was on board for this. Legend has it that they wrote a, only a very small part for Ringo, similar to the one that George Harrison had in um, the B-Sharps episode. But 
when he said that yes he would do it they bulked up the part and they they gave him way more lines I think in the final analysis he gets to be the Beatle with the most lines in The Simpsons and I'm really glad that they did because you know as I keep saying he's terrific So, you know, at the unveiling of this picture that Marge, uh, in her conviction, really wants to paint, showing the real Burns, and uh, which she saw, uh, you know, which, which she had in her mind after, seeing, after walking in on him in the bathroom changing. Everyone is shocked of, at first, and then they come around, as Ms. Hoover says in a pretty good throwaway Ms. Hoover appearance. He's bad, but he'll die, so I like it. Um, and the very last little button is that uh, Burns comes up to Marge and thanks her for painting him that way and says, thank you for not making fun of my genitalia and back in 1991 it was outrageous to say the word genitalia on a primetime sitcom but they uh, forgive the pun pushed it through and it ended up being a really funny very last second of the show incidentally thank you for not making fun of my genitalia he walks away, and Marge goes, I thought I did. <laughs> you also see a little bit in uh, season one and two, Marge acting more like Julie Kavner than like Marge, just in certain little moments. And that's a good example of that. Just her reading of, I thought I did. You know, that really uh, has... sort of dry, risque way about it that is, it's not so much Marge. And also when she calls Burns an SOB before, I think that's a little bit of the same flavor. Um, there's a tan, like Homer has a, like a undershirt tan line throughout the Mount Splashmore scenes that apparently was hard to convey because people just thought he was wearing a t-shirt um, and it's fine <laughs> uh, there is one scene where Homer is pretending to be the line inspector when he does go down the water slide which is called H2 Woe but there's an old lady character that goes, God bless that man. And it's Yardley Smith, which would not happen today. That she would do any bit part voice. And the last thing I'll say about this just fabulous episode 
which really drove the series forward creatively. Um, besides the fact that that Mount Splashmore gag with Homer in the tunnel is just so good. <laughs> the way he's yelling. Um, it's like the reveal of it. Like the mood of the kids laughing and joking <laughs> and then coming around the corner to see that. Like you know it's coming, but it's still great. Um, is that there's one freeze frame gag there uh, when they're sort of panning up the water slide. And it is... This place isn't copless, so please don't go topless. This has been Simpsons Time. Thank you for listening to Simpsons Time. Right. And thank you, podcast listener, for listening to Simpsons Time through the Debigulator this week. I always laugh when I do this because like the opposite of what most DJs do. I talk when the vocal of the song starts and not I don't stop talking when it starts. Um, good news. This week is a, a little bit before Halloween, but um, I want to let you know that along with my friend Chris King at Nighthawk Cinemas, uh, I'm going to be resurrecting or helping to resurrect Simpsons Club on Halloween. Uh, more details about that will be forthcoming. You can look at um, the Nighthawks website for now. The Nighthawk is a theater in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I'm going to be co-hosting something. Halloween 2017. Simpsons related. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please continue to write emails, drop me comments, and uh, etc. Bye.